The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. If we could call to order the council meeting for uh, February 27th. All right, I'll call the roll. Councilmember Brown. Present. Councilmember Garza. Here. Councilmember Hussein. Here. Councilmember Jackson. <laughs> Councilmember Cost. Here. Councilmember Spadafore. Present. Councilmember Spitzley. Councilmember Wood. Here. We have a quorum. All the present. Okay. As we lead into the meditation and pledge, uh, 14 days ago, um, as we sat on this very dais, during public comment, the mayor asked to be recognized, and it was approximately 8.20. At that time, he told us about an active shooter on the MSU campus and that um, shots had been fired, and we did not know at that time um, what the outcome was. Today, as we sit here, we know that Brian Frazier, um, Alexandra Vender, and um, Ariel Anderson were murdered. We also know that there were five other students that were gravely um, injured, and we know that a campus um, with the students, the faculty, families, friends, we're all impacted by that. So as we go into our meditation this evening, if we could remember those, remember our first responders that um, were, went out to that call not knowing what they were going to expect. As students have gone back um, to the campus knowing that a place that they thought was secure, that they uh, looked at as a home, uh, what they're dealing with and will continue to deal with as the days go on. I'd also like to remember Martha Miles. Her husband, Joe Miles, passed away on Saturday the 18th. Visitation will be at Riley Funeral Home on Sunday. Uh, from 1 to 4, and the homecoming will be on March 6th at the Lansing Church of God in Christ. Are there any others? Uh, Councilmember Brown and then the mayor. Thank you. I would also um, like to recognize uh, Dorothy Jenkins, uh, who passed away. Her funeral was um, at Tabernacle of David uh, this week. She was in a car accident um, as an indirect result from the MSU shooting. Uh, you know, traffic was moving crazy, and she and she was killed. And she was a wonderful, uh, sincere uh, person who have uh, impacted Lansing, um, extraordinary. And so, just um, to be in thoughts and prayers as well for her. Mayor Shore, um, I'd like to add in that we remember uh, Pastor Tony Patrick's father, David Lee Patrick Sr., who passed on February 14th. Um, Tony and his wife Karen are West Side neighbors and he's been a pastor in this city for many years so uh, i hope we will all remember him and his family okay anyone else 
At this time, if we could please rise. Okay, next we are to comments by council member and the city clerk. Comments by council members. Comments by council members, vice president uh, Garza and then uh, council member Cost. Thank you, council president. I just wanna uh, let folks know in the public that uh, my next constituent contact meeting will be Saturday, March 11th from one to 3 p.m. at fire station four. That is at 1433 East Miller Road. That will be from one to 3 p.m. and we do have the RSVP group, the Retired and Senior Volunteer Program that will be attending that meeting as well to, uh, to give information to uh, my constituents. And uh, it's, it's a real good opportunity so I can meet with, with the public and, and hear the, the, the concerns and address uh, what's happening with our budget and everything city related, especially Second Ward. So look forward to seeing everybody on March 11th at 1 to 3 p.m. at Fire Station 4 at 1433 East Miller Road. Okay, thank you. Uh, Councilmember Kloss and then uh, Councilmember Jackson. Uh, thank you, President Wood. Um, I have three things. Uh, one, uh, ENO will be having its monthly meeting uh, Wednesday, March 1st, which is this coming Wednesday. Um, it will be at the Foster Community Center, uh, second floor, room 210. Um, I believe the Board of Water and Light and MDOT will be there to discuss issues um, with construction. Um, as well as um, tree trimming, um, and that's room 210. Um, my constituent, I'm sorry, first ward constituent meeting uh, will be Saturday from 10 to noon at the Rio Depot on South Washington. Um, I am trying to get BWL to be there to talk about the tree trimming as well, um, and I will also be there to um, listen to each and every one of your voices um, and hear your concerns. And that's from 10 to noon on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Um, and then finally, I wanna add, I got a phone call today from the mayor um, and I really appreciate the fact that they are um, taking this issue um, of red tags so seriously. Um, they, they counted a uh, number of 13 right now with residents um, living in them. Now, I, I'm not completely sure how they came to that number. Um, and um, I disagree with the number a little bit. Um, and uh, I think the point is, I appreciate a lot that you're taking it seriously because you know, we've got red tags, we have people living in dangerous situations. Um, so you know, whatever we can do <clears throat> um, to help save those people, um, and, and get them into a good situation. And it sounds like um, the list that I had was somewhat outdated um, and a lot of the red tags were falling off as soon as they checked them, um, which made my number a little more inaccurate, but I still think the number's a little higher um, in my visiting of the houses. But um, I think the point is we need to protect those citizens. So um, the administration taking this seriously is uh, important to me and I appreciate it. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, next is Councilmember Jackson and then Councilmember Hussein. Thank you, just want to invite everyone to the fourth ward constituent contact meeting every fourth Saturday of the month. So on this coming up March, it'll be March 25th at Gregory's Restaurant at 10 o'clock, March 25th. The address is 2510 North Martin Luther King. Look forward to seeing everyone there, thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Hussein. Sure, so just a few things. Um, first, we will also have a constituent contact meeting in the third ward. Uh, this will be March 11th, uh, which is the second Saturday in March, 10 to 12 noon. Uh, these meetings always take place at 5825 Wise Road, which is the location of the Elfrida Schmidt Southside uh, Community Center. We meet in the Sandy Allen room. So we certainly hope uh, that folks can get out. Again, that is uh, March 11th at 10 a.m. We too have uh, a representative from RSVP that will be there. Uh, to discuss programming and opportunities for folks to uh, to get engaged uh, but we also typically have um, board and commission members uh, we have judges we have county commissioners a lot of times we'll you know, have a state representative or two um, kind of step in just to just to be there and to be accessible uh, and so we certainly encourage you uh, you all to come out whether you live in the third ward or not uh, the second announcement is that rejuvenating south lansing will be having its uh, monthly meeting tomorrow uh, which is february 28th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, that is at 5825 Wise Road. So it's that same building uh, that we host our constituent contact meetings in uh, that the, uh, sorry, Elfrida Schmidt Southside Community Center. So again, we hope you can make that as well. Um, I am hoping just very quickly um, that at some point, whether it be now or, or later in the meeting, that leadership can give us uh, an update regarding uh, transparency and where we are at, where we are at, sorry, with regard to uh, the live streaming and archiving of committee meetings. Uh, and lastly, I would like to wish uh, Mr. Peter and Daniel Spada for uh, a very happy anniversary. And and he'd like nothing better than to be here. <laughs> I love spending holidays with you all. <laughs> uh, are there any other council comments? Uh, Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, Madam President. And just real quick, because I did it um, at Committee of the Whole too. I just wanted to thank our first responders um, for two weeks ago our Lansing Police Department. I personally reached out to Chief and thanked them for their service. Um, they were in a very tough situation and they handled it very well. Um, I didn't, had no doubt that they would, but I think it's always important to support our first responders um, and our police department and you know the, the trauma that they also um, experience during these hard times and I think that sometimes we forget that our first responders our police and our fire also experience trauma the the not to take away from you know the trauma experienced by the MSU students and the MSU community as a whole because that was absolutely horrible but here in the city of Lansing um, you know I want to make sure that we don't forget that our first responders were out there um, on the front lines and at the end um, they were there and they did their job wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you. And as a request from uh, Councilmember Hussein, this was a project that uh, he started and I worked with him um, last year. Um, we still are not up and running in our um, conference room. Uh, we still have continued with glitches in there. We are hoping that by the end of the week that we will have that taken care of. If not, then our next resort 
is to move our committee meetings out here on the dais um, and then have City TV um, film them, live stream them on our YouTube. Um, that's not the area that we wanted to go um, because we believe it's a little bit easier back in the conference room um, with the public, but uh, the fact that we continue to have problems getting the streaming um, to work, we are now at a situation where um, we want to make sure that we follow up on that uh, commitment and um, have some resolve to that. So hopefully um, at our next council meeting, I'll be able to announce that we're set in the back and we're ready to go. But one way or another, we will be streaming committee meetings. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, so on behalf of City Clerk uh, Chris Swope, uh, I'd like to give a reminder about U.S. Uh, passports. If you plan on traveling out of the country this summer and need a U.S. passport for the first time, please make an appointment soon. Current wait times are 9 to 12 weeks for routine requests, and you can pay extra and to get your passport just four or five weeks sooner. And for those who don't know, you, ha you, you can come to the clerk's office to get a U.S. passport, but by appointment only. You can go to our website, at lansingmi.gov slash clerk or call us at 483-4131 to make an appointment. But right now our first appointment is for March 21st. So if you're looking for summer plans, now is the time to get that appointment in. Um, but you certainly call our office for more questions. And also I want to share that um, start scheduling interviews for summer and fall uh, paid internships. Uh, we need interns to help with our election administration, council meetings like Lauren, and our records management. So please have your resume and cover letter to our office by the end of the week. Our email is city.clerk at lansingmi.gov. And there are more details on our website. And we give priority to Lansing City residents. Uh, and you do not have to complete an internship for college credit as well. So with that, we're to community event announcements. Is there anyone in the audience has one minute to speak or share details of their event? Okay, so uh, on March 11th uh, from 9 to 11 a.m., uh, there's going to be a Pi A 5K hosted by Impression 5 at Hawk Island. Um, uh, entry to the race will cost about $30 or so, and uh, medals will, and T-shirts will be given away to those who have finished a run in that race. So, good. So, hope we can get ourselves out running for that. Thank, Thank you. you. Any other announcements? Okay, if not, we're to speaker registration for public comment on legislative matters. So you have a, one more minute to complete the blue sheet uh, to speak on any items, number one through 10 on the agenda, which includes the public hearing on the community development block grant, consent agenda, and resolution for action. If you want to speak, you must sign in on the blue sheet. Now to mayor's comments. Mayor Shore. Thank you, Madam President. Um, a few congratulations to offer one um, great job by the UAW with their Black History program um, over the weekend. That went very well. 
Um, I also want to congratulate the, the Juneteenth Interfaith Virtual Prayer Program, both which were excellent. Um, Sparrow had a wonderful gala for their foundation, um, so great job with Sparrow. I want to congratulate Linda Vale. We had her retirement party over the weekend. Um, sad to see her moving on, although I am very excited um, for um, new leadership. Um, Dr. Nikkei uh, will be wonderful, but uh, congrats to Linda Vale. And then congratulations to all the folks with the Middle Village First Cohort, which graduated and are moving out. And I think all but one are, are going to be in our city, most in our downtown, but uh, that's great. Um, spinning out, spinning off some new businesses in our, in our city. Um, coming up, we have lots of cool things. Um, this Wednesday is the Suits in the City special reception, which is over at Wharton. It's in East Lansing, but that's okay. Um, we have our Homeless No More event, uh, 5.30 on Thursday. Um, and then, as a reminder to everyone, the State of the City is March 14th at Everett High School. Um, at, it starts at, uh, doors open at 6, the program will start at 7, I'll probably start speaking, no, doors open at 6, the program's at 6.30, I'll probably start speaking at 7, certainly all council members are always um, welcome, invited, hopefully you'll all be there, we'll have seats for you with your names and everything, um, so I appreciate that. Um, a few issue things, one, thank you councilman regarding the red tags. Um, and I want to add to that, we, we are taking it very seriously, so I appreciate your work. I know you're taking it very seriously. Um, and Jim's shop, uh, OCA, is taking it very seriously, and they've already informed courts to be ready that we're going to have um, some, some misdemeanors coming for some landlords that were renting out properties. So it's not going to be on the tenants. It's going to be on the landlords. Councilman Cost, when we spoke previously, said that the tenants didn't even know that they were in red-tagged houses, so we're going to make sure the landlords that are renting out houses that they knew were red tagged are gonna face whatever penalties we can. So Jim and his shop are on top of that. They've let the courts know. So thank you for your work on that. Um, and then for um, uh, adding to what Councilwoman Spitzley said, um, thank you for saying that. It is so true that our, our police and fire, um, they went through some things, hours and hours of searching down tips, you know, hundreds of tips. We had police officers and firefighters. So I wanna thank Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin because um, this came up, she didn't put this publicly, but I will. This came up in a conversation that she had with our firefighters and police officers when she stopped in. And she got on the phone and called a few folks around uh, her district asking for assistance with counseling or mental health services or whatever our first responders need, and she was successful. Um, so while she isn't going to promote that publicly, I am because it's hugely important that we provide the services to our first responders, and we've got it. but there was a lot of services needed. So in addition to what our students need and what MSU is providing on campus, and I think the MSU president's been doing a great job, um, we did need to provide that for our first responders and, and the and, uh, Congresswoman came through. So thank you, uh, Councilwoman Spitzley, for raising that issue. Um, and that's what I've got. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Okay, we are to public comment legislative matters. Legislative matters consist of the following items on the agenda number one through 10, which includes a public hearing on the Community Development Block Grant Amendment, fiscal year 2020 and 2021, annual action plan, and the consent agenda and resolutions for action. Uh, with that, Council Member um, Garza. Thank you, Council President. So before us, we have a public hearing, uh, the Community Development Block Grant, CDBG Amendment, fiscal year 2019 to 2020, and fiscal year 2020 to 2021. 
uh, the annual action plan. Uh, we do have Executive Director Raleigh Van Fossen for the Capital Area Housing Partnership. Um, is he coming and down? Bar and Barb Kimmel. Uh, if you guys are available, could you please come down? Thank you. Thank you, and that's if there's any uh, questions that arise from the public, um, you'll be down here to um, answer those. And again, um, normally this is not a process that this council um, does, but occasionally because of a timing issue, um, we are asked this evening to not only um, have the public hearing, but to vote on this. So unless there are major concerns from the public, we will be also voting on this this evening. So first, I want to make the council and public aware that we have received some written public comments. The clerk's office has read seven emails in support of the amendment and four emails opposing SLU2, which were provided to you and will be part of the permanent record. Okay, thank you. Our first speaker is Nicholas Zandi. Huh. Always the first one to speak a lot this time as well. <laughs> okay, so my name is Nicholas Zandi. I am from the Second Ward in the Old Everett neighborhood. I am here to speak on agenda item number 10 on the vacancy on Edgewood Boulevard from the old Sam's Club and the plan to use it as a storage unit. As a candidate for city council, I've been to neighborhood meetings across the city and I've not seen anyone in support of it. And I've been hearing from several council members that many emails from their constituents have not shown any support from it whatsoever. So if anyone tries to say there might be a few benefits, well, I've got the public on my side, so deal with it, I guess. Um, also, and also they don't even live in the state of Michigan, so make that what you will. And as someone who lives on the south side, which is where the old Sam's Club was, my parents shop near there almost all the time at Meyer, Target, Menards, etc. And we also occasionally eat at Texas Roadhouse and even order takeout from that restaurant as well. And for people to say, and for people saying nobody shops there anymore, that is just downright false because I was shopping with at least one of my parents at a nearby Target and Meyer. And I hope that the city council rejects such an idea for that uh, use for a useless storage unit because we've already got four units in the city of Lansing already and we really do not need a fifth one. And that's all I really need to say and I shall yield the rest of my time. Thank you. Next is Loretta Stairway, followed by Todd Costa. Well, I think by now you all know that I'm against the proposal to turn the Sam's Club into more storage facilities, and I've spoken enough down here about it that I think you probably know all of my reasons and thoughts. But I will stress again that uh, you need a ground for rejection, I understand it, from the process of the planning department's viewpoint anyway. So if that's the case, your grounds for rejecting this are that it is not beneficial 
to the surrounding environment. It is harmful to the surrounding environment, the nearby businesses. It will be a death knell for many of those smaller businesses in there when traffic is reduced to what would come and go from another storage facility versus what could come and go from a much more vibrant and involved and intense use of that property. We have sat here many times and gone over and over and over again the fact that we take too many options off of the table for ourselves by taking the first thing that comes down the pike. We should have learned by now that that's not always a beneficial approach. It usually is not. And I strongly urge the community, the citizens be heard, that the council acts on their behalf and turns this down. Uh, you're harming not just the citizens and the existing businesses, but all the other storage facilities that have come in prior to this that were promised lack or little competition if they would come in and invest in the properties that they did invest in, particularly on MLK and on homes. You're continually going down one path and then turning around and taking a U-turn and going back and doing harm to those you promised not to harm. So please, don't harm us. Thank you. Thank you, and our last speaker is Todd Costa. Hi, <clears throat> excuse me. Hi, good evening. I'm the real estate broker that is in support of the self-storage. I've spoken to you guys a couple times before, so I just wanted to say thank you for your support, for those that support it, for those that don't. I will continue to try to convince you. Um, either way, I appreciate your efforts and enthusiasm for Lansing. I have that as well, and everyone in the crowd, so we're glad that they come out. Also, I just listed the, the old Hooters in, in South Lansing right there in Edgewood also, so we'll try to find a restaurant to backfill that space, and hopefully I can work with some of you on that in the future. Thank you for your efforts. Thank you. Okay. And since there's no referral of the public hearing as a vote is scheduled for tonight, I think we're on to the consent. Oh, we're going to do the appointment? Yes. Um, we're going to move to um, action item number seven. And Council Member Spadafor, this is an appointment and um, for the Human Relations Community Service Board. Yes, and uh, I'll talk slowly so the clerk can head, his way, head down to the okay. well. And then uh, we'll invite Mr. Gailey to join us in the well as well for swearing in. Um, this is a resolution appointing uh, Sean Gailey as an at-large member of the Human Relations and Community Services Advisory Board for a term to expire June 30th, 2024. Mr. Gailey is a 27-year resident of Lansing, works in the healthcare industry in an office downtown, so he works and lives in the city, so we appreciate the full 1% income tax out of that one. Um, but he also testified in committee this, this afternoon that he believes in fostering an environment of cooperation and building relationships among diverse groups and interests and that when uh, he heard of a vacancy on this committee, looked at the description, looked at the mission, and felt that it really fit his personal ideals and personal uh, I um, thoughts on service, and applied, it was his first choice, and I'm pleased to make the motion to appoint him as an at-large member to the HRCS committee board. We have a motion. Are there any questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. And um, now it's up to the clerk to swear him in. All right, raise your hand. Just answer your question. Uh, do you solemnly swear or affirm that you'll support the Constitution of the United States, Constitution of the State of Michigan, and will faithfully discharge the duties of office of 
Human Relations Community Services Advisory Board member for Investigability. I do. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. As the clerk is getting those uh, items, uh, that um, document signed, we now go to the consent agenda, and I will turn it over to Vice President Garza. Thank you, Council President. So I move the consent agenda with the following items. The appointment of Daniel, uh, Danielle Grubaugh as a workforce development member of the Community Corrections Advisory Board. Setting a public hearing on special assessment, Glen Burn Commons, trash and grass abatement. Uh, that is, the public hearing will be met, uh, scheduled for March 13th. Uh, a grant acceptance for the Community Economic Development Association of Michigan, the CEDAM, Children's Saving Account Innovation Projects. Grant acceptance for 54A District Courts, Specialty Court. Grant acceptance for the U.S. Conference of Mayors, Dollarwise Innovation Grant. And that's all. And those are the items before us. Um, with that, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Thank you. All right. We are then to resolutions for action. And uh, we're on to number eight then, the community development grant. Uh, with that, Vice President Garza. Thank you, Council President. So this is a, the community development block grant, CDBG amendment to fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021, the annual action plan. So $815,324 will be going to Walter French uh, and another $891,236.89 will be going to the public facilities uh, for the homeless. And with that, I would move the resolution. And motion on the resolution. Are there any uh, questions or concerns? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. Okay, we're next to the claim disposition, claim 1927 for Foxland Holdings. Councilmember Spadafore. This is a claim, uh, claim for $5,118 for trash removal fees. The committee voted on February 13th, 2023 to deny the claim for $5,118. Um, and I recommend the resolution be approved. We have a motion before us to deny the claim. Are there any questions or concerns on this? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes unanimously. Okay, next we're to SLU 2-2022, special land use permit for 340 East Edgewood Boulevard for a self-storage rental facility. Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, Madam President. What we have before us is a request for a special land use permit from Juniper 2 LLC to um, develop a self-storage. Um, it was reviewed by the planning board and they had a public hearing on October 6th, 2022, um, at which time the applicant's representative spoke in favor and two individuals spoke in opposition. Um, the planning board um, met on November 10th, 2022 and voted four to one to recommend approval 
of the SLU 2-2022 for special land use permit to utilize um, the three, to utilize the building at 340 East Edgewood Boulevard, which was the old Sam's Club for um, self-storage rental business. Um, and they did have some conditions, um, and the conditions were the two um, 6,800 square foot suites um, are to be reserved for commercial use that are permitted by right in the S-C Suburban Commercial Zoning District and at least 20% of the existing parking lot was to be converted to green space, primarily in the form of bioswales or rain gardens that filter and clean the water as it absorbs into the ground. We had a public hearing two weeks ago and we had a number of people who um, voted, uh, who spoke in opposition. Um, the uh, uh, potential owner uh, was here um, and gave a presentation um, that Wednesday after um, we had a development and planning uh, committee meeting to go over the comments and to hear any other questions or concerns and no one from the um, Jennifer or anyone showed up for that meeting and so it was voted out of committee um, I think that we oh I'm sorry um, the um, as the clerk said, they received four um, emails um, in opposition, and we received five emails in opposition since that last time. In addition to what they'd already In addition received. to what we've already received. Um, with that, I will um, move the resolution. We have a motion on the resolution. Are there any questions or concerns? Council Member Garza. Thank you, Council President. No, no questions or concerns. I just wanted to to uh, make a comment here that I am, and, and give an explanation of why I'm a no vote. Uh, I heard loud and clear from my constituents and we received emails from all over the city stating that they do not want to see another self-storage facility in South Lansing. I think Lansing and South Lansing deserves better. There's, there's definitely more uh, palatable businesses that should be brought to South Lansing, something that will help attract more businesses and, and be beneficial for the surrounding businesses in that area. So I'm a no vote, and this goes to any any contractor or developer or broker. We don't want any self-storage units in South Lansing. We have enough as it is. Thank you. Are there other questions or concerns? I have Councilmember Jackson, then Councilmember Hussein. Thank you. I am probably not going to support this. However, I hope that you guys don't throw away your plans forever because I don't know, it's a big space and I was in those meetings and like I said before, I'm not convinced that there's other businesses that's going to be able to fill it. I don't wanna see a self storage there. I would like to see a, an amusement park like I think some people said or a big huge kid friendly thing or I guess anything almost but the reality is with the way that the market space for large warehouse type buildings are is that there's not much that can fill it besides these things so if you ask me would i rather see a self-storage or an empty building that you know gets worse and worse every year i would say a self-storage so i'm i'm not going to support it today but i'm going to be watching very eagerly to see how it develops and i hope i'm wrong that it does develop into something um, and we'll just have to wait and see. But I think that, you know, I don't know how many years we want to wait, but when it comes back, I think we should consider it because 
Um, unless something else is coming, nobody wants to see that building just decay and sit there and be nothing for however many years it's going to take until either large warehouses come back in, in style or something else happens. Councilmember Hussein. Well, I certainly hope this won't be uh, back before us. What I hope is that uh, the property owner gets with our administration, our economic development team, uh, in a collaboration, market this property aggressively and appropriately. Uh, the market over there is much stronger than I think. Uh, we had a few folks down uh, that were you know, speaking on behalf of the property owner uh, at the public hearing uh, who spoke uh, very disparagingly uh, about South Lansing. Uh, and I, as a South Lansing resident, was incredibly discouraged, and frankly, I was offended. Uh, there is an incredibly strong market over there. There are market indicators um, that actually, you know, with all due respect, um, I, I think what we, we, what we saw were folks that are um, trying to take the easy route and they're trying to offload this property. They're trying to seal the deal uh, and move on to the next. Because again, uh, we have studied the market. We, we, we know what the void analyses say. Um, and there is no reason why we shouldn't be able to onboard, onboard a much higher use at that particular location. Uh, beyond that, I took notes at the last meeting, um, and we talked a lot about, or I should say council members talked a lot about um, co a comprehensive approach to economic development, strategic planning. We have uh, a master plan in place. Uh, it's a bit outdated, so I certainly hope the administration takes a look at that thing, opens it back up, and, um, and engages the public and makes sure that we update that, um, particularly so we comport with state law. But with that being said, um, this simply does not adhere to the master plan. Um, and I, I took just a few notes with regard to the master plan. Um, which calls for transformed commercial districts and corridors that serve to stabilize neighborhoods. This project certainly would not stabilize um, the adjacent neighborhoods in that area. Um, one of the three goals is to support, I'm sorry, one of the three goals is to support community through high quality neighborhoods with convenient shopping and diverse job centers. This would not add to that um, or enhance, um, as an example, convenient shopping in that area. Um, there was a bold vision laid out uh, as part of that master plan, um, which was to be achieved by 2030. It says that Lansing will be the best economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable city its size in the Midwest, a thriving center of business, industry, culture, and arts, a friendly, welcoming, attractive, vibrant, and active cosmopolitan city, and a major center for entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, and, and the master plan time and time again recognizes that we will only get there if we continue to strategically plan and that we adhere to the principles within this master plan. Um, and so I continuously um, scratch my head when I see recommendations from our zoning administrator and from our planning commission that says to approve, approve, and approve. I don't understand it. Um, beyond that, when we look at planning commission and public input, um, they did support. Uh, it was four to one. The one dissenting vote uh, was from a resident from South Lansing um, who understands the market viability in that area. Uh, but also understands that we are hemorrhaging our community of people because they do not want to live in a community as an example that is serving as a self-storage hub for the entire region. When you looked at that, I was highly, highly disturbed uh, by the market analysis that showed that there was a 6.2 saturation number because what they did, and you can manipulate any number any way you want, what they did was they took the one mile piece and there are eight self-storage facilities within one mile of that particular location. And then within three, that includes a number of adjacent townships, as an example, um, there, were, there were none between one and three. So essentially what was being argued is that we should serve as the self-storage hub for the entire region. We cannot sustain a livable community uh, serving as a self-storage hub for the entire region. I get uh, that this particular, particular location has freeway access and so folks, uh, as an example, in adjacent townships could jump on the freeway, um, you know, scoot over to Edgewood, very quickly uh, drive into this location, never have to get out of their car, drop their stuff off or pick their stuff up, and then exit. 
Um, but that is, again, not something that is going to move our community forward. Um, and then lastly, the economic input, our impact is just a joke. Um, to talk about um, the economic impact without actually giving any real numbers, once we started to drill down on that, two jobs, two total jobs, uh, and these were uh, first labeled as management, management jobs, um, $17 an hour. Um, McDonald's is hiring at $17 an hour right now uh, for, for folks that are dropping fries and grease, right? Uh, and so that is, I can't even imagine. And really this thing is, is being set up to essentially sustain itself. You have 60 on-site security cameras, you have a drive-in service. I, I mean, frankly, you don't even need anybody on-site uh, to run this particular location. And I, and I honestly believe that it will be unmanned um, you know, quite a bit of the time. Um, beyond that, um, again, the proprietors in California, so all revenues will be conveyed, all real revenues will be conveyed uh, and spent in California. And then with regards to the property tax number that was uh, referenced of some $600,000 in year 10, we already are receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars for this particular location. Um, and any viable investment um, or, or business at that location will provide for at least $600,000 in property taxes within 10 years, if not much more. Uh, so with that being said, I am absolutely a no vote. Thank you. Councilmember Spitzley. Thank you, Madam President. And I won't um, go reiterate what Councilmember Hussein said because he said it perfectly. I'm also a resident of the south side of Lansing. And similar to what some other folks have come in before and made disparaging remarks about the south side, it, it, it boils my blood. Um, as for economic development, you know, again, and I've said it before, economic development is a marathon and it is not a sprint. And to look at the master plan and, you know, figure out what we want there and market towards that. Um, and, and so I, I think that um, we've got great people. We've got Carl Dorschmer. We've got Barb Kimmel. You know, we've got, we've got, we've got the great mindset that we can work together and, you know, put something there that, you know, comports with the master plan and comports with the economic development vision that we want to see in the city of Lansing. We've got these corridor community, you know, committees together. So we, we have the brain power. Um, you know, I, I drive down Edgewood Boulevard quite often. Um, and so the, the, the squalor and the, and the trash and the vagrancy, I don't see it. But if it is there, then I would submit to you that's, that's the responsibility of the property owner and he needs to put some security out there. You know, as, as, as someone who works with industrial sites across 14 states, we have security at our sites. And so, you know, the onus is on you to keep your site safe. Um, it is not a reason to pick the first thing that comes down the pike because, you know, of this supposed vagrancy or security issue at the site. We've got to do better. And, you know, as an advocate of the South Side, um, I, I, again, I believe we have the tools in the city of Lansing to, to do better. Thank you. Thank you. Are there other council comments? Um, with that, um, I, I do want to make a couple of comments. Um, first of all, um, the current master plan is underway um, for review. Uh, the mayor has put together uh, a committee on that and there are different uh, community members that are serving on reviewing the master plan as we speak. Um, so there will be an opportunity for public comment and buying in and speaking 
of some of the things that we're talking about um, here. But second, um, I think there was a comment by uh, one of our speakers that uh, council made some promises that we wouldn't uh, oversaturate um, the um, self-storage. I, I think what council said was we wanted to make sure that there was a need for that type of business in the community. And some of what we were hearing from um, some of these that were coming forth and asking um, for zoning on this, um, that there really wasn't um, a need because all of the facilities weren't, all of the uh, space in their facilities weren't being utilized. And I think if you went today and did a market study on that, even though I heard what the um, owner had said, I don't believe that you would have 90% of all of our facilities that, that are full at this time. We did hear from the community. The community talked about wanting something better. And I heard what Councilmember Jackson said about having a building that's deteriorating um, and being vacant. But I also remember having neighbors talk to me about a drug house and whether having somebody in the house is better than having the house boarded up. And many of them would say they'd rather have the house boarded up. So I think that one of the things is we can't accept something just on the basis that it's better than nothing. Um, listening to the community that articulated very well their concerns in multiple uh, letters to us and emails and calls, uh, they deserve and are expecting something better. As many of you talked about, the idea that we have uh, staff within the city <coughs> that should be able to help facilitate this, I think is absolutely um, true. That's what we need to be doing. As much as um, I understand um, the workings of LEAP, uh, one of the things with that was it was regional. Now having our EDC back in that's just focusing on Lansing instead of the region, then that allows them to uh, come up with a comprehensive way of looking at some of our corridors and making sure that we have uh, the best facilities there that attract and want people to be in those neighborhoods behind those facilities they become the gateway, and I've said this over and over again, whether we're talking about Cedar Street or Pennsylvania or Martin Luther King or Saginaw, if that porch is not taken care of, if that driveway isn't pulling people in, then people won't buy those houses behind it because they are assuming that if that's what I am coming into that community, then that is what's behind it. We don't get them back 
to the $100,000 houses and the and or more behind those corridors because all they can see is what there isn't for them on those corridors. So I will be voting um, no on this as well. And um, with that, if there are no other comments, we have a motion before us. All those in favor of granting the special land use say aye. All those opposed to, spe to granting the special land use say aye. 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 It fails. Thank you. Okay, next we are to speak a registration for public comment on city government related matters. If you'd like to speak on city government related matters, you have uh, one minute to complete the yellow form and get it to Lauren if you haven't already do so. And so then we're on to reports of city officer boards and commissions. Vice President Garza. Thank you, Council President. I move that all items be considered and that the proper referrals be made by the president. With that motion, um, any questions? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes unanimously. Okay, we have items from the city clerk, minutes and boards and commission. Uh, placed on file. Uh, boards and commission term expirations. Uh, committee of a whole. Uh, liquor license GGLL LLC request for a Class C license and a Sunday sales outdoor service entertainment permit at 507 East Shiawassee. Uh, that will go to city operations, but we are lacking some information in that. So if we could make sure you have it, we it now have delivered it. at three o'clock. Okay, fine. Thank you. Sure. Uh, sorry for that delay. Uh, items from the mayor grant acceptance from U.S. Conference of Mayors grant. Uh, ways and means. Grant acceptance from Eagle Recycling Organic in Infrastructure Grant. Ways and means. We have a sole source purchase from Office Community Media request for Tempest Lighting Inc. for vendor for outdoor projector enclosures. Um, that's ways and means as well. And we have grant acceptance from Michigan Nap Natural Resources Trust Fund Grant. Ways and means. And we have a reappointment of Calvin Jones as an at-large member of the Economic Development Corporation, Tax Increment Finance Authority, and Brownfield Redevelopment Authority for a term to expire February 28, 2029. That will go development planning, but that is also lacking some information uh, that needs to be provided to our office manager. Okay, and... No communications and petitions. So next, uh, remarks by council members. Are there any remarks by council members? Seeing none. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, just a second. Yeah, council member Garza. All right, thank you, thank you, council president. So I, I do, and uh, I guess Mr. Van Fossen has already left. Um, I did I did want to make a mention. I appreciate uh, Councilman Cost um, and, and, and Mayor Shore for uh, addressing the red tag homes and, and, uh, and Lansing. I also would like to, and I, I brought this up to uh, Barb Kimmel at our last development and planning committee meeting, is that I would like to make sure that we are taking a look at all of our uh, rental units in Lansing and making sure that they do have uh, certified rental in, um, certificates. Because I just heard that KMG, and this is what I was gonna bring up to Mr. Van Fossen, is that they're gonna be a property uh, management for uh, the, the Walter French facility and 
it was brought to my attention that they may potentially have properties here in the city of Lansing that don't have valid certificates, uh, rental certificates. So if the administration can follow up with that and make sure that we are keeping in, you know, uh, up to date with our with our landlords here in Lansing, make sure that they do have valid rental certificates. Thank you, uh, Council Member um, Garza, Vice President Garza. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. What was the company? KMG Prestige. KMG Prestige. Yeah, and it looks like on their uh, what is it BSN, BSNA that they owe like forty-five thousand dollars as well in payment in lieu of taxes. Yeah. We're on to remarks by the mayor or executive system. Mayor Shore. Okay, then we're on the public comment on city government related matters. We have three minutes to speak. Our first speaker is Nicholas Zandi, followed by Daniel Arnold. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I was called on to speak on public comment first in this meeting, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but weird that happened twice, right? You, know, you get the reference. Um, anyways, um, I first want to thank the uh, city council for voting against that useless self-storage unit at the old Sam's Club. That would have been a disaster for that community, and it would have been completely useless because, again, we already have four self-storage units, and we don't need a fifth. And, and I would like to thank the city council for actually advocating for the south side's needs and that we don't that saying that it's a completely useless area is just completely insulting and but i also want to speak about what we should fill certain vacancies on edgewood for and um for the old sam's club i would be thinking maybe something like homeless shelter or something but uh, I also, someone also uh, spoke about the old Hooters nearby and the fact that it has not been filled in. I have a suggestion for what restaurant should fill that old place in, and that is Chicken Shack. It is a local chicken, fried chicken restaurant to the state of Michigan. I've been there so many times, several locations, all consistently good. There, and I think that would be a great place to do it since Hooters actually also specializes in chicken as well. And plus, it would also be an upgrade because uh, Chicken Jack doesn't openly objectify against women, so that's a plus. So that would be my suggestion for what should be done. And so that's what I, all I really need to say about this, and I shall yield the rest of my time. Thank you, sir. Okay, so we have Daniel Arnold, followed by Michael Mercer. Hello, this is Daniel Arnold, Facebook guy, Smiley. Glad to see all of you here, Councilmember Jackson. Councilmember Coast, new to the team, love to see you here. Councilmember Hussein Garza, Councilmember Wood, uh, Councilmember Jeffrey Brown, glad to see you just get an opportunity and just take advantage of everything that comes to you. It's so awesome. Councilmember, uh, uh, Spitzley, Councilmember Spadafore, and Mayor Shore. Uh, 
I'm I'm just really happy to be in this city. I I, I absolutely love living here, and uh, uh, there. Are, I I know we have an ad hoc committee for the homeless that's, that's starting up and everything, and. Uh, it's just there's just really a lot of opportunity of people coming together without funds and just 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 loving on the homeless. It's just happening at Ruder Park. It happens at different parks and areas, and uh, you know, City Rescue Mission raising getting getting donations to uh, to uh, regularly reach out to the needy and uh, Holy Cross upping their standards. Uh, I'm, I'm around, you know, uh, the, the police security, a local, state, federal, around the capital area and the homeless and mental health. And uh, I, I, I just think we have a very, very inclusive city, a city that really, like, cares about the needy. And I, I love to be here. And, and also we have uh, Els Langston Community College. We have the Caesars of S Learning Center, which is just incredible you know me on disability i got a scholarship and I'm going back to college studying criminal justice and, and i'm glad to be here with around all you guys everybody who came out loretta staying away speaking up all the time just people who just have had a long-term investment in this city and, and show that they care and they're here to uh to make this city the best it can be i i have one, one small concern i have is the lansing center uh it's just a lot of times it feels like we start up new projects, you know, new, new things like they, they did a little bit of laser light show or something in between, you know, the hotel uh, and, and, and the Lansing Center. But then like you're walking around the corner and you're like, wait, it feels like a third world country on this side of the building. And then on this side of the building, it looks all new and shiny. I just, I just think there's a lot of inconsistency in how it all is developed together. And it's just it's the image you know the Lansing Center is, is a great image a welcoming image to the city is what we want it to be and it's just it's just not consistently a great presentation so uh, I, I know they're making efforts but it just seems like certain parts of it have just been under construction for way too much time to put up a sign and like say okay this part of the river trail is just closed down and so then I would like do my daily walk on the river trail and I'd walk I'd walk I'd go past that sign and find out that I could still walk on it a little bit then I get to one spot and be like wait there's no boards here I, I better not walk on that part of the do not cross area so it's just it's just uh, I think that we could really do that mayor shorts really like uh, just take on that Lansing Center area or the river to walk and just just keep doing the wonderful efforts we are to beautify thank you thank you all right our last speaker Michael Mercer Can you get take it to the council? Okay, I'd like to read what was handed to the people who went out there a couple, two, three weeks ago when those people out there were protesting at that home out in Bath Township who live at that apartment over there on Cesar Chavez. It says, stop landlord abuse. 318 West Caesar Chavez Avenue is a poorly maintained apartment complex in Old Town owned by landlord Todd Dalrick of Bath Township who owns over 100 other properties in Lansing. Tenants of 318 West Caesar Chavez Avenue have experienced bed bugs, cockroaches, holes, mice, electrical hazards, and the buildings Unreliable boiler heat heating for years now. Less than 
a year ago, WLNS 6 News did a story about the conditions of 318 West Caesar Chavez Avenue, interviewing residents and observing um, firsthand holes in the ceiling of a closet in the wall behind a bathtub, loose wires in the basement, and bugs in a refrigerator. Many of the residents interviewed in that story have since moved on and conditions have not been improved. And I, I gave you those pictures here. Have you been over there to check it out? Jackson, it's your ward and you four at large, I'm sure it's, you know, you're in charge of all four wards, but anyhow, something, I also like to let you know, see the door, the, the dead bolt lock on the door, see that hole in the ceiling where bugs and it could be termites too, to my opinion, but like they say here, who were handing out a hundred properties. I don't know if he owns that many properties in the city of Lansing, but anyhow, I like to also let you know, I'm glad you guys, you know, turned that down that you voted on those um, storage units because with it, City of Lansing's got seven on the south side and they do not need number eight. Like I said before, you have the Roller World out there on Holmes and MLK. You got that Kmart, which is now a storage unit. You got the U-Haul, they're on the corner of Cedar and Jolly. Then you got the Days Inn behind the the Aldi's and the Bell Tire there on the south side. You got Storage Sense out there in the really down by where 84 Lumber used to be. Then you got that Art Van Furniture store, if you remember that, in Pennsylvania. And then there's another one, don't know the name of it, but I know it's between Miller and 96, next to the that dealership, LaFontaine Ford, and I'm glad number eight over there on Edgewood is not gonna be here. Thank you. Um, with that, we are adjourned this evening. <laughs>